Well, good morning. One more time for the year 2020 on a Sunday morning. Good morning. We're glad that you're here. Thankful that you could join us this morning. As you're taking your Bible out, hopefully, which you won't need for the first few moments, but you will as we go through the lesson. And as you're taking your bulletin out, possibly, to follow along, you can turn back over to the sick list. We need to add one further name. Uh, Mark Barker, who is uh, Tabitha Gibbs' father. You remember Mark. We prayed for him uh, for a while here for this congregation. Has, he's gone through several health issues, but uh, Mitch was just letting us know right before services that Mark is going to have to have surgery at some point in the next couple of days in the near future. And so we want to add Mark Barker back to our, our sick list and pray for success there. We're thankful that you're here, and uh, we look forward to studying together for just a few moments. I hope that you've had a happy holiday so far. Many of our holidays have been adjusted somewhat, but hopefully you've been able to spend at least time with some family and that you've been uh, able to enjoy that and been safe through that at least as much as possible. A couple of years ago, I went way forward here. I'm going to turn this off and turn it back on. Chase, can you get me back to the right spot there? Uh, a couple of years ago, uh, when we started at the congregation here in the summer of 2018, we started at the end of the year doing something on Sunday night, the last Sunday night of the year, that I began to call glancing back but pressing forward. And so the last couple of years on the last Sunday night of the year, or the one right before, we've kind of reviewed the year and talked about some things. And due to the fact that we are not going to be meeting tonight and haven't been meeting on Sunday nights for a while out of an abundance of caution, I thought, well, I don't want to just leave it alone because usually everybody really appreciates this lesson. It's kind of an encouragement as we think about the many different things that we've been through and the year that we've been through. But, of course, this is the year that everyone says, let's not. Let's just skip uh, the year in review and not talk about any of the things that we've looked at so far. And so I thought that I could just simply sum it up to talk about the year and I would just Put this picture up and I'll have a seat and you guys can have a uh, just, you know, that's kind of the way the, the year has felt for a lot of us. And so most of you may be saying, well, why would we want to talk about 2020 with the things that we've gone through? But I'd like for us to take just a couple of moments to do that and then to consider maybe a few lessons for us as we think about, God be willing, the new year that will enter in just a few days. We kind of break this down into some of the major categories that we go through as a congregation. The first one we usually like to talk about is any births that we've had. Let me go ahead and interject here uh, that I do my best to go back through all the bulletins and any of the notes I have and the announcements we make. So I apologize now for any errors or omissions. I don't mean to, to do that, of course, but in trying to cover a year um, in just a couple of days and think about all we've been through, I don't mean to do that. I'd also add that I try to keep it mainly to our congregation. If we add up all the births or even all the deaths of, of those relatives and friends of our members, it would be awful hard to do. According to my records, in 2020, we didn't have any births among the congregation. We look forward to hopefully having at least one in 2021. Uh, God be willing with the hedge coughs, and we're thankful for that. Uh, this is not necessarily, as many of these are, any kind of reflection on the congregation. Oftentimes, it's just a matter of where we stand. We have a few young families and, and young people here now, but not as many. So when it came to last year, we didn't actually have any births among our congregation. In contrast to that, we do need to talk for just a moment about some of those that we lost in 2020. It was another one of those years when I began to go through the bulletin that it's with a heavy heart that we began to list some of the folks that we, we lost that passed away for various reasons and different things. We think about our sister Evelyn, who had been sick for a good while, or our brother Van, who was such a shock during the beginning of the year, and even someone like Miss Lee, who was so close to many of us here while she was here, uh, but then had to move away to be with her family, or our sister Pat, and I try to put the dates there as best again that I can go back and find it. 
And even as we've come to the end of our year, we've kind of had a string here recently, unfortunately, of some loss with our sister Betty Williamson, Nikki Streisner, Frank Harris, even a, a young child, even just a baby. And this is the kind of reminder that we don't like to think about these things, but we, we've hit people on just about all age, ages on the spectrum. When we talk about a, a young baby or even someone who's a little advanced in age or even someone who we say has lived a full life, it's, it's very sad to think about those that we've lost. But as a part of our congregation, and we think about not only what we've been through, but to think about the impact that many of these folks have made on our lives, it helps us to be reminded. And we always want to think about those, even our brother, son, just recently. Now, when we think about births and deaths, it would help us as well to think for just a moment about what the Bible calls the new birth, the new births that we had during this year. There were two by my records. The first name you probably don't recognize because it was someone that wasn't actually a member of our congregation, and I know I said I'd stick to that, but I couldn't help but add in this gentleman. His name was Donald McSwain because he was a testament not only to someone but to the year in a sense. Several of you may remember the McCosh family that was visiting with us some during last year. Jared had studied with someone. He had read the book Muscle and a Shovel and had been uh, baptized for the remission of his sins. And here's a great example of someone taking that and passing it on, paying it forward. And he had talked with this co-worker by the name of Donald McSwain. And so Charles and I got a message back in the spring, March or in April, about from Jared saying, I've got this guy that I've been studying with that wants to be baptized. And so here we are in the beginning of a pandemic and all the craziness in the world. And we were able to come here and we were able to, to baptize this man and to see him be born again. His family was from Knoxville, so they were going to be there. He travels with his work and with TVA and that kind of thing. So, so we were not going to be able to, um, you know, they were not going to attend here. But I just couldn't help but think about the testament that he was and to Jared McCosh as well and those who would continue to study, those would, who, who would be interested in baptism even through a time such as we were going through in March and in April. And then, of course, the beautiful night we had here just a couple of months ago with our sister Shelby to come after studying with her and her coming to our Bible class on Wednesday night. Many of you have known Shelby for longer than that, but to have uh, her be interested in being baptized and to begin to, to join with us in worship and in study, it's just an encouragement as we think about those new births that we had during this year. We had some who placed membership. Uh, we have old Anthony Ziegler there at the top. I, I couldn't help but add him in. I think Anthony may have the record for the shortest tenure as a member. I have to check with the elders on that. But I hope he, he's watching or maybe can view it later. But I just got tickled because Anthony actually placed membership in February. But then with COVID hitting and him going back home for a short while as our lives were in upheaval... Then he just kind of, you know, stayed at home and started uh, living with Don's mom, of course, and, and just got a job, started and just kind of moved back home. So it's kind of funny. I thought, well, I got to add him in. He did place membership, but of course it was very short in a year of the pandemic. We think about our sister Luana who placed membership after being restored and coming forward and, and asking for forgiveness and joining the congregation. On the same day that we ran it in the bulletin was the same that our sister Carolyn Westerman had placed an interest and she had been visiting and wanted to be identified with the congregation here. And then, of course, our sister Shelby again, who, who placed membership. She wasn't just baptized, and we're thankful for the other gentlemen, but, but was baptized here and wanted to begin working here, be identified with the work here, and continue coming to our classes and our worship. Placing membership. That may be a good lesson for next year as we think about what that exactly means. 
Weddings. We did have a couple of weddings, as we've already talked about uh, to this morning. A couple of uh, very quick or small weddings. Luanna did get married to Rick Cook earlier this year, and wasn't a, a big ceremony or something here, but they uh, got married together. And of course, Trey and Jeannie, uh, just last Sunday as we were able to be here uh, with, again, just a very small few, but enjoy that commitment that was made there. Sometimes we have a change in leadership, and one that we did over the course of last year, of course, was just a couple of months ago, um, as we have been very sad that Bill and Sylvia have not been able to be with us physically, and I think they were kind of wanting to hold out for that. They wanted to be able to come back and, and share that news with us together, but as Time has gone on, and they've not been able to do that. Our brother Charles read, uh, of course, uh, many of you have listened to Bill's writings and, and letters for many years, but another poignant, very uh, true, great letter from our brother Bill about his time here, and, and uh, we want, you to a- want to ask you to continue to pray for Bill and Sylvia um, and many others who aren't able to be with us, but we're very sad uh, to think about him having to step down due to his health, but that was one change that we went through, and then we did talk about our leadership on a Sunday morning together. 2020 highlights. I don't know if there are any. That's the question marks on the list there. When we go through the list, these are the things that we actually didn't get to go through. Uh, We missed out on our ladies' day. We missed out on our ladies' Bible class, the weekly one that our ladies are able to go through, those who can, can come. Our Lads to Leaders convention was canceled. Retreats, plural. Our men's retreat, our ladies' retreat, our youth retreat. All those things had to be put on hold. Vacation Bible School, our homecoming, the Christmas dinner that we usually share in, our bi-monthly singing. I didn't want to go on and on because we could. We think about our second Sunday service at the healthcare center here in town. That had to be put on hold and, and many other things, but this kind of was a list of some of the major highlights or we might say low lights if we, as we had to leave these things, leave these things behind. It makes us sad to think about that. It wasn't a highlight to, to have to set these things aside, but it's certainly been a part of our year. But we have had a few highlights as we go through. One of those was our Valentine's dinner. We were able to have that back in February. Uh, we had a luau for some of our older folks who, who were able to come to that. And we even let Jerry come, although he finds his way into the pictures usually. Um, but we were able to enjoy some time together, right? I mean, just weeks it was interesting as I even thought about that, you know, that week at the 1st of March, we sent out a note, we made a phone call, the elders were talking about it. I think I even put the bulletin together that week because that was the week that Faith decided to have her heart attack, uh, have to go into the hospital. It was kind of a, a conglomeration of things right there at the 1st of March, but we were thankful to be able to enjoy our Valentine's dinner back in February. There were a few other things. Uh, Bill and, and Uvine both had mon- monument birthdays, uh, monumental birthdays. I mentioned those because if you recall, we had a party for both of them. Uvine's was at her house, put on by her kids, but Bill's was here at the building, I think, there again at the first of the year. And so we're thankful to celebrate not only those two, but all of you who have been able to celebrate birthdays this year. Uh, we also had a birthday for Cody, but it was our first Zoom meeting that we kind of had. Not everyone was able to be a part of that, but Missy put together this party and our young families. We're a part of it, and we played a couple of games over Zoom and surprised him with that. I think William even wore a hat or glasses, and you know how hard it is to get William to do something like that. But uh, we had a good time celebrating Cody's birthday over a Zoom meeting. We did have a clothing giveaway, 
and even plural. Back in January and February, uh, and I don't know that we did it in March, but, but Sandra and Santana continue to do a great job of helping us organize those clothes. And we had our monthly giveaway where we just open the door at the end of the building and allow people to come in. But even a couple of months ago, we had a big giveaway. We brought everything outside. We had a great day. Travis made a few friends, uh, played with a few folks uh, out there and, and helped and many others who took part in that. Trying our best, even during this year of lowlights, to have a highlight and to encourage people along the way. We were able to have our trunk or treat. Uh, no pictures of any costumes, but uh, we did have some uh, great, uh, great kids who were dressed up and even a few adults who were willing to participate. And we try to do something to encourage ourselves and make this year feel somewhat normal. 2020 did bring a few new additions to us. Hopefully, almost all of you at some point got a copy of the Saudi Social Distance Bulletin. We mailed a few. We tried to hand deliver a few and that kind of thing. But it was just something to try to encourage ourselves and maybe bring a little laughter to the table uh, as we were able, not able to meet for several months. Included in that was my favorite, the sermon length calculator, if any of you recall. I took the usual length of the sermon and the Sundays we missed, and then you multiply that together and divide by the Sundays left, and we had a new length of sermons. Um, if you want to blame the sermon length on anybody, it's Clayton now, as he has to sit here next to me, he keeps my timer. So if, this, if you think the sermons are too long, you can blame him and maybe slip him a few dollars and he might adjust the clock as we go through. We also added live streaming, right? This was something that uh, I was talking with Charles the other night, and he made mention, you know, um, we want to be careful that we don't give people an avenue just to want to stay home. Um, if we have live streaming, then people say, well, I can just, just watch from home. But as many of you know, and some of you even watching in this moment would say, we're thankful for the opportunity to be able to share in services together, even when we're not here. We're thankful for Brian and his work in that. Brian and I were able to come here and Charles and record some lessons back in the spring when we weren't able to be here as we set that up. And, and what a blessing. Who would have thought that sooner or later we would be watching services online through YouTube or through Facebook, but it's certainly been a new addition and a blessing. But as you see the ellipsis there at the end of that, it also brought about some other things, including what I call the many faces of Joel. Now, I don't know how many of you watch YouTube or go back and look later. I didn't know my mouth could move so many different ways or that my hands move so many different directions. But as the guy who sometimes would go back and look at the videos and see those thumbnails, YouTube gives you three choices, and you can add your own, but you're going to have to go through the time of finding it and cutting it on your screen and pasting it. And so the three choices, I was never looking good in any of them, and I just simply had to go with what I thought was the best, but my head or my arms or my mouth, I just didn't know that it could go that many, that many different directions. And so the fact that not only um, what I say will sometimes live in infamy, right, good or bad, but it will always be there for those to enjoy... Included in that is the middle picture that some of you are familiar with. I went down to Bremen, Georgia back in July and spoke on their summer series. And that, that was the one that was chosen, uh, which then by our wonderful youth director that I love so much, uh, spawned some other things, including this picture, and then this picture, and then there's Charles's favorite picture. That's kind of like a Where's Waldo? You have to find me amongst that there. Or maybe everybody's favorite, which sums up 2020, uh, was, was this, this picture here. So um, 
highlights, lowlights, whatever you want to call it, that this is what 2020 has brought us. Live streaming, but also thumbnails and things that will live on for a long, long time. If you have your Bible, let's go to 1 Peter chapter 1 for just a moment. We do want to talk about some serious things for just a second, even as we think about the year behind us and the year that lies ahead of us, God be willing. What's the lesson in 2020? There's some humor. There's some sadness. Uh, but what's the lesson in 2020? 1 Peter chapter 1, beginning in verse number 6, Peter would write, and he says, in this. Now we know the, important of con- the importance of context. We have to understand what he's talking about. When he says, in this, what does he mean? Well, go back to the beginning of chapter 1 there, and he talks about, in verse number 4, an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that does not fade or fade away. So he's talking about this inheritance. In this, in this inheritance, you greatly rejoice. We rejoice in an inheritance. Whether it's an earthly inheritance, which usually has money attached to it, or it's this better inheritance that is incorruptible and undefiled. But in this, you greatly rejoice. Though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials. Sound familiar? That the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold, that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen, you love. Though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. You see, Peter's writing to those in the first century, those in the early church, and these people. But he's talking about an inheritance, and he's talking about trials. That inheritance is still there. That inheritance is still available. And in 2020, the trials are as well. You see, when we think about everything we just talked about and everything we've gone through, what I think the lesson is, is that we have a hope. And the hope that we have of a future inheritance, a future inheritance, that hope enables us to rejoice even among trials. Brett, a wonderful prayer. Uh, Brett, a wonderful prayer, very beautifully stated, talked about even the noise. The noise that we sometimes feel and that we hear these things, that's go, these things that are going on around us. There's always been noise. There's always been trials. But yes, in a year that our country has seen to struggle a little bit more, we feel those. But let's not go back to the first century and think about all that they went through. We might find ourselves slightly ashamed to think about the fear of death, to think about the fear of imprisonment, not just from a virus, but because of their faith. And Peter would write to these folks, and he would say, these trials... Though they be for you, though, they, though you need to go through them, but though they be for a short while, those trials can allow you and enable us to rejoice because of the hope we have of a future inheritance. That message, by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, is still true for us today. Trials are not punishment, but trials are proof. Trials are not punishment, but trials are proof. What are they proof of? Well, he gives you an example here. Peter talks about gold. 
When we think about gold, we don't want gold unless it's been refined, unless it's been tested by the fire. That's the gold that we think about. That's what brings about that gold that we so preciously need sometimes and we crave and and people would kill for it and, and countries fight over it. It's that gold that comes from being tested by fire. I was trying to think of many earthly examples, many other earthly examples. Uh, I thought about a general. What about our armies and our generals? I know we fight a little differently maybe than we once did, but who would they make the general? Was it the first guy that came uh, out of basic training? Was it the youngest guy they could find? No, it's the battle-tested, the hardened general that you want leading the way. Why is that? Because he's been through the fire, and he now has proof that he is better, and he is able to lead. The gold that we have has been through the fire, it's been tested, and now we have this gold. It's proof of going through the trials, but coming out better. What about your faith? What about my faith? He's saying that we should be like this gold, that we should go through the fire and be tested through the trials. It's not punishment, but it's proof that we can be stronger. That we are then ready to receive that inheritance. But that hope that we have, it carries us through. And the lesson that I think we can take, if we try to sum it up in just one simple lesson, is that that hope that we have of a future inheritance, it brings us through these trials. Maybe you've struggled with that this year. Maybe you've been down a little more than normal. 2021 is probably not going to be perfect. It may be an improvement, maybe a slight improvement. We don't know. But may we begin now, if we've not already, thinking about that inheritance, keeping that at the forefront of our mind, the hope that we have, because that allows us to go through these trials and to come out stronger and better with a faith that will last, a faith that will carry us through. So, what are we going to do? Here's what we're going to do. Two simple things this morning. The lesson will be yours. Number one, we have to turn to God. We have to turn to God. First Peter, this time chapter 5. First Peter chapter 5, verses 6 and 7. We have to turn to Him. And by turning to Him, let me suggest for your thinking, first of all, we have to talk to Him. If we're going to have this relationship with God the Father, the Creator of all things, the One in whom we move and live, who's the Creator and the Sustainer, if we want to have a relationship, we have to talk We have to talk to Him. I don't know how your prayer life has been this year. There's a chance it's been better. For Christians, hopefully we've been better and stronger in our prayer life. But we have to talk to Him. 1 Peter 5 and verse number 6. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that He may exalt you in due time. How do we do that? How do we humble ourselves before Him? What is a part of that? Verse 7. We cast our cares. What, What kind? How many? Casting all your care upon Him, for He cares for you. Casting all of our cares upon Him. How's He going to know? Well, He is God. He knows. But we tell Him. We talk to Him. You married people, or even if you were formerly married, we understand that a marriage a relationship is built upon communication of one sort or the other. It's got to be communicated. We can't read each other's minds. We have to talk. If we want to have a relationship with God, if we're going to turn to Him through the trials, we have to talk to Him. One of the verses I heard as a young person that always stuck with me is Jeremiah chapter 33 and verse number 3. Once again, in context, maybe it's a little different, but I think we can bring it forward to us. Jeremiah 33 and verse 3. 
God says, call to me and I will answer and show you great and mighty things. Call to me and I will answer. What a promise from God. And maybe speaking to Jeremiah there in the moment, but I think he would say the same thing to us. If we will simply reach out to him, talk to him, call out unto him, he will hear and he will answer. It may not be what we always want. That's just a fact of life. But we should talk to him. How are we going to get through the end of this year? How are we going to get through next year? How are we going to get through any trials that we face? We have to turn to God. And in turning to God, we have to talk to Him. It's that simple. But not only do we have to talk to Him, I would submit to you secondly, we have to listen to Him. We have to listen to Him. A relationship and communication is a two-way street. It's just got to be. Any marriage, any kind of relationship. Your boss, your employees, your friends... You don't have a relationship if it's just a one-way street. It's a two-way street. And while we talk to Him, we must also listen to Him. I think about 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse number 3. We quote it all the time, but do we really consider what it means? 2 Peter 1, 3. As His divine power. It's not me. It's not anything I could do. It's not even anything that Paul could do or Peter could do or any man could do, but as His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. I ask you to consider this quite often. Uh, Do you turn to the Bible for the answers? It gives you answers on your relationships. It gives you answers on your marriage. It gives you answers even on your finances. It doesn't tell you how much to pay for this bill or that bill, but it tells you how to properly control and handle your finances in in a broad sense. We've spent almost 10 to 12 Wednesday nights talking about racial division and racial reconciliation. That comes from the Bible. It comes from turning to the Word of God, talking to Him, but listening to Him. We sometimes shortchange the Bible, I think. I've said it. You can go to Books A Million or, or any store and you can find shelves upon shelves of books that will give you every bit of self-help you think you could find. Have you tried listening to God? There's a lot of wisdom. All the wisdom we need, of course, to be saved, but lots of other things as well. How simply to be a good person and and interact with others in the proper way by simply listening to what He's told us to do. This is usually the lesson in the time of the lesson at the end of the year in the year in review where I challenge you about reading the Bible through the next year. I think last year, going back through our, our 2019 uh, lesson like this, I think I, I challenged you to read maybe a testament. You know, just pick one, old or new, but, but pick a testament and read through it. I don't have any specific challenge except for simply to ask you, can, can you? Can you read through one book a month? Can you read through one testament? Can you read through the whole Bible? I've challenged myself with that as well. You know, you think about it, well, well preacher, I mean, you, you're presenting lessons, right? You're reading the Bible. Well, yeah, I read the Bible every week. But do I really read the Bible? Do I sit down in some kind of organized way? I want to be better about that. I I read what I need to read each week to study and do those kinds of things. And Sometimes it's better, but may we all challenge ourselves to read it, to really read it and understand it, whether it's chronologically or through each book or through each testament or whatever it is. Listen to Him and also talk to Him. But not only should we turn to God, but we would say even secondly, we have to. We absolutely have to turn to God. To each other. Brett again mentioned so greatly the division that this year has.
has felt amongst ourselves. Amongst ourselves. All right? In our, in our racial discussion on Wednesday nights, we've said we can't fix everything in the world, but we can start with the church. We can start with the church at Saudi. What about the division we felt this year? The church has felt it. Our country has felt it. Have you felt it in your life? Among your family? Among your friends? We have to turn to each other. And that involves, first of all, I would say being in contact with one another. You know, this congregation does a great job of that, but can we do a little more? Can we not forget, hey, you know, March and April, I, I, was, I was good, right? We were missing each other. It was great. We were easy. But come October, November, we kind of get into a new rhythm. We kind of find a new way. Have we forgotten anybody? We have to continue to be in contact. Galatians chapter 6 Excuse me. Yeah, Galatians chapter 6 and verse number 2. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. The law of Christ is not simply wrapped up in that, but what a way to sum it up. Bear one another's burdens. We've done a pretty good job of that, but may we be challenged to continue staying in contact. Our face-to-face -face contact has taken a beating. It really has. It's, it, we've not been able to see each other in the same way. I can't go into the hospital the way that I once did to be with folks. So what are we doing? What am I doing? May we all challenge ourselves to continue to be in contact with one another, turning to one another. Have you ever had a friend that you've lost? Have you even maybe even had a, a close family member that you've lost? I'm not meaning death. I just mean you've turned away from each other. You turned your back. It happens. It happens. People let us down. Even our family members sometimes let us down. They do something that causes division and it hurts us. We lose family members. Where can we turn to? We should be able to turn to this family right here. To our brothers and sisters in Christ. That involves being in contact with one another. But secondly, it involves being here. And by here, I mean here. In this building. As much as possible. Hebrews chapter 10, beginning in verse number 23, is a passage that we mention a lot. And I've always appreciated this congregation for not just spouting Hebrews 10, 25, but bringing in context Hebrews 10, beginning in verse 23. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more, as you see this day, as you see the day approaching. I think I mentioned it a few minutes ago, but I'm not a mind reader. When you're not here, when someone watching online is not here, I don't know why you're not here. And I'm okay with that, because I don't have to answer for you. I have to answer for me. But I can challenge you, and I can challenge myself, that we all strive our, our best to be here. I get it. Some of you watching online right now are not here because you're worried about your health and you're concerned about others that you may come in contact with. We understand that. I'm not saying this to, to attack you. Some of you who have been here and then maybe gone back and, and not attended for a while, and maybe you'll come back again, it's, it's what we go through. But we can't let people slide with simply just saying, well, you know what, I like being at home a little bit better. Because when we think about turning to God, because we don't come here for each other necessarily only, we come to worship God. In fact, we laugh at our house at times 
when we say, well, Campbell says, well, where are we going this morning? Well, we have to go worship God. Well, no, wait a minute. I don't mean we have to go worship God. We get to go worship God. You know, we just get our words confused sometimes, but that happens. We try to emphasize we don't have to go worship God. We get to go worship God. We don't just go to see our friends. We go to worship God. But when Jesus left this earth, and by the way, we could not be saved without him coming and dying and shedding his blood. And even as we talked about last week, being resurrected and ascending back to heaven. That's all the most important things. But closely connected to that, we might even say 1B to 1A is that he left his church. What would we do if we had him here? It would be great, but he couldn't stay here. He rose, he ascended to be back with the Father. So what are we going to do, Jesus? How are we going to get through this, these trials? How are we going to get through this thing called life? You turn to the church. He left His bride. And the church early on was continually together. Now again, I don't want to try to compare us to people who were worried about losing their life through fear of the government or punishment in that way. It's not the same thing, but they were always coming together. I heard one preacher who was going to be preaching on this towards the end of this year, and he said, when I'm doing a study of Acts, every time I read about the church, they are coming together. I just want to challenge you that you will seriously consider and do what's best. We have said it, and Brett prayed for it again as well. Our wonderful elders who have taken the time and effort to consider what we do here, we don't just show up and meet with no mask and all sit in the first four rows together and just not ignore everything that we've been told. We're trying to social distance. We're wearing masks. Our elders have tried to make it as safe as possible that you can come here and be here and we can be together and we can leave and go back into those trials encouraged. I am not a mind reader. I cannot tell you what you should do. I cannot speak for your health condition or your family or those that you come in contact with. I can simply tell you how important it is. And we can all tell each other how much better we feel when we are together. May we always turn to each other, not only in contact, but also in being here as much as is possible for you and for your family and for me and for my family. Is it a happy new year? I can't tell you what next year is going to bring. I can almost guarantee you that we'll have some more deaths to list. I can almost guarantee you that hopefully we'll have a few new births. I can hopefully guarantee you that we'll have a few more place membership. And these lists will continue on next year unless the Lord returns, just as they have every year before. So what are we going to do? Well, we need to turn to God. We need to turn to each other. We need to realize that we are, when we are tested, it's the hope of that future inheritance that carries us through. As you think about this lesson and you think about our lives, may you be challenged not to continue with the status quo, but to do better in personal prayer, in personal Bible reading, in being in attendance at services, in reaching out to others, not just of our own congregation, but we didn't even touch on evangelism in this lesson and the opportunity and the responsibility we have to continue to reach out to the lost. Hopefully it will be a good rest of this week. Hopefully it will be a happy new year. But it's dependent upon us doing what's right. And as we are about to sing this song of invitation here in just a moment that's been selected, that can begin this day for anyone here who's never named the name of Christ, who's never been baptized for the remission of their sins, will be singing to encourage you that you would do just that. 
Really, the invitation is always open. We're about to sing this song. The song is, All Things Are Ready. All things are always ready. We keep the baptistry ready to go as much as possible so that any moment you want to become a Christian, you can. Anyone can. But even here in this moment, as we're about to sing this song, and maybe you've done that in times past, but you've also wandered away. Maybe this year has just got you down so much that you realize that you have turned your back on God and you need to come back to Him. Maybe it's of a public nature. You would like to come forward. One of our elders will be here to assist you in prayer and to, to striving to encourage you. Maybe you need encouragement of a different sort. We're here together. We continue to stay in contact as we all turn to God so that we can be strengthened. Even this morning and even now as we stand together and as we sing.